Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Bible Bridge Methodist Church, and welcome to Felicity Knight. Um, I'm not going to say any more about her, because, in fact, she's probably going to say a few words of introduction about herself. Yes, it's a, it's a, a fascinating story, shall I say. <laughs> um, just a couple of notices, please, can I draw to your attention. Um, as was previously announced, um, on Wednesday of this week, the 2nd of March, uh, we s- is the funeral service for Don Porter. Um, it is 1.30 at Charnock Richard Crematorium, and then it's 2.30 here at the church. And all are welcome to remember Don and Don's work for the church over many years. Um, either service, it'll be good to see you. Um, this morning, shall we rejoice that we're going to have coffee. Uh, if anybody wants to join us after the service for coffee, you'll be very welcome to. It's the first time in two years. Um, and then just one notice, can I reiterate one notice that's in the printed notices, and that is that we are seeking another, a a replacement, is a better way of saying it, audio-visual operator. Um, We're losing one in September, and so if you're able to uh, assist, that would be much appreciated. Um, In the notices it says, speak to Don, uh, I'm sure Luke as well will be able to provide you with some, some information. And finally, if I may, an advertisement. Um, if you had chance to digest um, the note, the no, the, sorry, if you had chance to digest an article that Eric wrote in the Sphere, and that is that after the, cent- the bicentenary Sphere that he produced. He's been doing a lot more work and research, and it has produced 150 pages of a book entitled A People Called Methodists. Now, if you want to thumb through it under Eric's supervision, (laughs) you're very welcome to do so. Uh, I've had a quick flick. It looks fascinating. Um, You can... Make a donation in two ways for this publication. If you want a paper copy, £6. If you want an electronic copy, it's £2. And Eric will email that to you. So, shall we just spend a moment in quietness before an opening prayer? Lord, we come to you with praise and give thanks for all your many blessings. You are a faithful, loving God who forgives us for the many times we let you down and do not honour your name. May we be guided in your daily walk with you and show love and compassion to those we meet. Amen. And once I've removed all the bits of paper... I'm going to hand over to Felicity. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. 
I'm going to share a psalm with you, Psalm 145, verses 1 to 7. I will extol you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And they will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. What fantastic words from Psalm this morning. And we're going to stand and sing uh, that wonderful song, The Splendour of the King. That psalm is, this song is based on this psalm. It speaks of a God who is wonderful, who is awesome and powerful. So let's stand together and sing The Splendour of the King.
good voice this morning. It's lovely to hear the singing coming back under those masks. Let's pray together. Father God, how great it is that we can come this morning into this, your house, and praise and worship you, King of kings, Lord of lords, creator of all things, the God who makes the sun to shine, the birds to sing, and the beauty that is all around us. Thank you for the people you put in our lives who help us see you more clearly in our times of need. What an awesome God you are. Thank you, Father God, for this past week, for your constant love in our lives, for the high points in our lives, for the times when things haven't gone to plan. Yet you are there going through it with us because you have promised never to leave nor forsake us. Thank you that we can come freely to worship you this morning. And as we come to you this morning, we must confess, Father, our sins and say we are are sorry for the angry word, the hurtful action, the lack of grace, when we have ignored you and not shown your love, the love that you freely give to each one of us, please forgive us, Lord, and have mercy on each one of us. In Jesus' name we ask and we pray. Amen. Amen. And let us say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. And we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to come down, I feel a bit up there. So just a way of introduction, really. I know that there's been some guessing as to what church I'm from. Um, I worship at Hope Methodist Church in New Longton. I am um, an Oldham lass, born and bred in Oldham, so I'm a Lancashire lass. And um, I'm a newbie, obviously, in this this area. Um, I was married to Peter, who was a Methodist minister, And um, Peter sadly died in December 2018 after serving for over 20 years in the ministry. And so I found myself coming back um, over here. We were in Blackpool for five years and then we travelled to sunny Southport. So we were in Southport for 13 years and then we went to West Midlands, Stourbridge. um, And we worshipped there and sadly Peter became ill Um, and cancer got the better of him, and he was promoted to glory. And so what do you do? Um, I've been in Stourbridge for three years. Yes, you do have a community when you're in church, but a lot of my friends and my family are up this way. And so um, 
we'd actually started looking, because Peter knew he wasn't going to get well, and we started looking at areas to move back to. And I think because of being in Southport for so long, the children were five and seven at that stage, it made sense to come back, um, to be around a support network that, that I would have if anything happened to Peter. And so uh, as I was looking, we were looking for places, we were looking at, as you do, you look at churches and look on the websites and see what's going on. And uh, at the time, it was New Longton Methodist Church, and it seemed to have quite a bit going on. So I thought, actually, that would, that would work. And um, the rest was up to God. Um, and a house was found. The Methodist Church provided me with a house as a widow. And, um, and the house that we looked at, I, I didn't know, obviously wasn't sure about the area, but it just so happens that, that happened that New Longton Methodist Church was around the corner. So God definitely had a hand in that. So that's, that's me. And um, if, you, if you, some of you are doubting that God's got a sense of humour, he has got a sense of humour. Because being married to a Methodist minister, there was no way that I was becoming a preacher. I'd seen what Peter did and what he had to do, and it was like, it's not for me, not for me. But actually, God said, actually, Felicity, it is for you. And if I call you, I will equip you. And it's just the, it, the way that God works, he does equip. It's not something that I would have chosen to do. But when he calls you, he equips you. And um, so I'm on trial. I'm frantically working through my portfolio, which needs to be submitted on the 31st of March, which I'm praying and I hope it will do. Send it off um, and that will be me finished apart from the, the technicals of interviews at local preachers and um, I'll be, that'll be me. So um, yes, it's just been, it has been a whirlwind, but I want to say to you that this morning that God is a faithful God and even though we're going through the difficult things, he brings us through and uh, he brings me here. So I'm the new kid on the block, I think I'm one of the, the newbies, aren't I, Denise? Um, is, was my mentor, was my, well she still is my mentor. The idea was that coming to this um, new circuit that I would go around and go out with Denise, but COVID hit, so that didn't really um, happen. And Jane just said, "You just need to get on with it." <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> can't put it off any longer. She says, "We need you. You need to get out there." And sometimes it is best, isn't it, to be thrown in the deep end? And so that's 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 what's happened, and that's why I'm here. So yes, yeah, so that's me, and it's good to be here with you this morning. I need a couple of volunteers. Now, when I spoke to Kath, I said to her, I need a couple of people. Um, could you let me... And she said, the best thing to do... So if it does, this doesn't work, let's blame Kath. And she's away. Um, and having said that, it's strange. Sorry, I'm just doing a divert because the church that I used to go to is East Old Methodist Church. And Kath and Don, Don uh, his brother, Gordon Roscoe, worshipped at that church. It's strange how things, how things happen. Anyway, I digress. So Kath said, just ask for volunteers and you'll have loads of people running to you. <laughs> she didn't say that, but. So I need a volunteer and preferably an adult and a child or two children or anybody. Any, any volunteers? We're looking at trust at this particular time, I will tell you that. Right, didn't he? Oh, right, yep. What's your name? Sorry. Chris. Have we got a young person? Oh, all right. Well, right. 
Do you want to come? Is it, no? Anybody? Right, well, come, come on then. Young lady here. Now, this is, this, this is going to be interesting because... Um, How do you know? <laughs> right, do you, do you trust one another? This could go horribly wrong. <laughs> so what I want you to do, let me just think. Can you just stand side on, like that? And I want you to come this way. Stand about there. Turn around. And what I want you to do is fall back. <laughs> fall back into Chris, Chris, Chris's arms and she's going to catch you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me get back up just in case. Wait, 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 I'm going to count. Are we ready? One, two. Oh, no, I don't know. Do you, do you really trust her? Do you really trust her? Is she going to catch you? Well, let's, let's go for it, let's go for it. We'll, we'll pray. One, two, three. Sort of, sort of. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Trust. Yes, there was a little bit of hesitation. A little bit of hesitation there. But you get the idea that trust. Who are we trusting this morning? Who are we putting our trust in? Are we falling into the arms of Jesus and putting our trust in him? Or are we trusting in something else. Think about it. Think about it. I'm going to ask our reader to come and read the passage for this morning. The reading this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5 verses 43 to 48. Love for enemies. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love only those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Amen. We're going to sing again. Um, it's a song that I've known for quite some time, but when I sent the order to Kath, she said it was a song that you've sung, but you're not, um, not um, sure about. So we're going to, I think we're having it on a video, is that right? So it's Great is the Lord. And hopefully it'll come up on the video. <laughs>
think most of you knew it, did you? You seem to be singing along. It's a lovely song, and it just talks about that trusting in God, that, that Father God who, who is there for us. Let's trust in him. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that we can come to you. And I just pray now, Father, that the words of my mouth be your words. That it's nothing of me, it's all of you. Because it's you who we want to glorify. You are an amazing God. And we praise you. In Jesus' name we ask and we pray. Amen. I've left some activities for the children on the table if you want to um, doodle. Um, it's up to you. I want to share with you this morning um, something that we've been doing at Hope. We've been looking at um, the Methodist way of life. I've brought some books with me. I've left them just in case you want to pick one up and have a little look. Um, and it's a series of um, practical things that we, we need to be doing to be growing. It's called a Methodist way of life. It's because the Methodist church has done the, the background for it. I think some people have thought, mm, why is it called a Methodist way of life? But I like to call it the Christian way of life because that, that really is what it is. It's stemming out the Christian way of life. And there's certain aspects each week. And the one that I want to bring to you this morning is the one that I shared with Hope. And it's how we um, learn more about our faith. How we learn more about our faith. So a question for you. How is your faith this morning? Have you got a faith? Good. (laughs) Lovely feedback. I hope and pray that you have. As I said, uh, at Hope, we've been looking at this way of life, the Christian way of life, and it touches on things like prayer. And that's one of the first things it tackles because how prayer is so important in our daily lives. And how we should, it should be a natural way of communicating with our God who loves us. Are you talking to him? Are you praying to him? Just as we talk to one another and we talk with our friends, that is what prayer is. It talks about worship, worshipping together. This is wonderful that we can come together openly and freely to worship together. And I think sometimes it's, it, we take it for granted, but grasp hold of it. It's a treasure to be able to come together to worship, to sing, to pray it talks about looking at, looking at God in the scriptures. This book. I don't know about you, but we need to be reading this book. I need to be reading this book, especially doing my portfolio and doing an exegesis on every service that I do. It's hard, but I need to be reading this book every day. Not just every other day or once a week, twice a week, every day. It talks about looking for God wherever we are. One of the things through COVID when we was able to go out for a walk, 
for me, I was able to just look around the village, look at the field, look at the sheep. Because we don't tend to do that, do we? We're rushing here, there and everywhere. But God is in all of that. Do we look for God all around us? It talks about caring for ourselves. We need to look after ourselves. So then as we look after ourselves, we can look after those around us. And then the, the theme which I bring today is thinking about how we learn more about our faith. I think for me, looking at my Christian life and my lifestyle and all that I've mentioned so far, these things should be the roots of my Christian life, the core values of our lives, praying daily, being in worship, looking for God, caring for ourselves and for others. And I pray for each one of us this morning that these are parts of our walk with God. And we don't see these vital elements of our lives as a tick list. Yes, I've done that. Yes, I've prayed this morning. Yes, I've read a bit of the Bible. These are all practical ways in which our, with our relationship with Jesus help us to grow in our faith. And they help us to take stock of our lives as we support one another, become closer to God and making him centre of our lives. And this, in turn, will help us to learn about our faith. The Bible tells us faith is a journey and the Holy Spirit helps us to realise our need of God. Come to discover him and then receive the assurance of his acceptance and love and forgiveness. This isn't the end of the search, searching for the way. The means of grace, such as worship and prayer and Bible study and fellowship and service, helping out, helping each one of us out, helps us on our way to holiness. The essence of which is perfect love for God and humanity. The Bible teaches us about perfect love which simply means a Christ-like love is paramount. The passage which was read this morning, it's not, I don't know about you, but it's not an easy passage. And when I was reading it to, to prepare to what I wanted to speak, I was like, really, God? I chatted with a couple of um, local preachers, and one of them said, change it. <laughs> and I carried on writing. I was like, I need, a, I need a passage. I need something to put into this, this sermon. So I was like, come on, God, I need a passage. And he said, Felicity, I've already given you a passage. Use it. And I was like, really? Because it's not natural, is it, to love somebody who's done us wrong. It's just not natural. And the world tells us, if somebody's done something horrible to you, do something horrible back. But it's not the way. It's not the way. And it's only by trusting in God fully and having faith that we can live our lives in the way God intends us to. We are to be devoted to God's desires rather than our own and carry his love and mercy into the world. We can't achieve a Christ-like character and holy living all at once but we must grow towards maturity and wholeness. 
we must grapple with that, them passages that we read in the Bible and say, really, God? And he says, yes, because I'm going to equip you. Just as we expect different behavior from a baby, a child, a teenager, an adult, so God expects different behavior from us on our stage of spiritual development. So as we learn about our faith this morning and this Christ-like love, how are you at loving others this morning? And not just the people that we like and the people that are around us who are friendly, but those people that have done us wrong. Because I know for me, I can't do it in my own strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit living in me, It's achievable. We can do all things in Christ. And as we look and learn about our faith this morning, we must remember Mr. Wesley. They always say a good sermon includes Mr. Wesley. Because he was known as our founding father. And Wesley had a restless desire to be a better disciple of Jesus, to grow and to mature in his faith. And so that's what he wanted for all of us. The gospel is for all and everyone matters to God. It's not dependent on our social standing on our, or our moral virtue. It's a gift available freely to all. The gospel is not something that is available to a few, but it's for all. And in the Methodist church, it's known as the four alls. I should have a PowerPoint coming up in a minute on the four alls. Those of you who were at Nikki's um, recognition service, Alan touched on these. And I thought it was quite interesting knowing what I was going to share with you this morning, that these were in something something of, of this sermon. So the first one. In the four alls, all need to be saved. All of us need to have Jesus in our lives. All of us need to accept. Because salvation is rooted in what Christ has done for us to renew our relationship with God. And what the Spirit does in us, does in us to heal our hearts and transform our lives. All need to be saved. All may be saved. That should be the next one. The Spirit is already and always at work in our hearts. And I love this, that nobody is beyond the reach of God's redeeming love. Nobody is beyond the reach of God's redeeming love. Because God loves each and every one of us. He sent his son, Jesus, to die for each one of us so that we all can be saved. The next one, all may know themselves saved. But as in Romans 8, 15, 16 says, the spirit of adoption cries, adoption within us cries out, Abba, Father, and brings us assurance of forgiveness It's nothing to do with what we have done for God, but everything to do with what he has done for us in Christ. 
we can be assured that all is well. Christ has done everything for us. All we need to do is put our trust in him. And the last one. All may be saved to the uttermost. God finishes what he has started. He changes us from glory to glory into the likeness of Christ. So as we learn about our faith, as we grapple with this book, as we walk this life, we are resting in God who changes us, who makes us Christ-like so that we can go from this place and tell others of this love. It's not for us, just in here. The gospel for all reminds us that we must both tell and show the love of Jesus to all we meet in every way of life, especially our actions. It's not easy. I don't find the Christian walk easy, but I know that if I put my trust, my whole trust, do I fall into the arms and he catches me? If I put my whole trust into him, he will carry me he will help me he will guide me another practical way of learning about our faith was according to wesley in the methodist church one of the greatest things is through the love and care of small groups this is a practical thing that we can do there's things like alpha We've got the Lent group that's starting in a, a couple of weeks. I don't know whether those of you who've watched the film and then not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after, we're going to start in a Lent group. That's how we learn about our faith. Come along to that. There's one, in, there's one in the morning, one in the afternoon and one in the evening. We need to be together to learn to grow about, about this faith. So the care of the, the Methodist Church It it talks about small groups. It talks about bands. It talks about people getting together to chat together. This is great, but we need to get together in small groups to chat, to, to grapple with this word. And small groups was something that Mr. Wesley thought was that that was really important in this Christian life. Because people encounter such experiences, personal experiences of faith. I know for me, I've always been part of um, a house group. We'd always meet um, on a night and we would grapple with sort of eight to ten people. We would look at the Bible, we would turn it over, we would pray about it. We'd not always understand it, we'd not always agree with it. But it's how we learn about our faith. And as we come together to encourage, to support, to learn from one another. I know um, over lockdown at Hope, we had um, a group on Zoom, because that's all we could do, wasn't it? And we had what we call Bible chat. And I knew at two o'clock on a Tuesday that that time was we, we got together. And it so helped me being on my own in the house, only being able to go out, was it for half an hour at the time? Having that just in that period of time, helped me 
knuckle down and help me to learn about this, this Father God who loves us. We need one another in this way of life, the Christian way of life. It's not a solitary way. It should be that we build each other up and we learn to grow in faith together. We need to learn, we need to be a learning church that is prepared to plumb the depths so that we produce followers of Jesus who know what they believe, they bring the gifts and talents and use them to glorify God, not ourselves, and, and doing it so it would grow in our faith. We've all got gifts and talents here this morning. Trust in God, ask him to help you use them to his advantage. But I want to come back to praying and reading our Bible. I know I've already mentioned these, but I cannot stress enough how much we learn by doing these daily. And I cannot stress to you this morning the importance that these are in our daily walks of life. We need to be taking the Bible seriously and interpret it in the light of of experience, of reason and traditioning. It's a great way to grow. If you find it hard, there's loads of things, there's loads of ways. We don't just have to pick it up. I know some people read the Bible within uh, a year, and I've done that, and I found it really, really hard just to read. But there's great ways, there's lots of apps, there's lots of Bible notes, there's lots of, it's made so easy for us. But I want to, I want to push this morning, if nothing else, read this book. It's got so much in it. And it will so help us to grow in our faith. Get people together. Get two or three together and say, I don't understand this. Can we read it together? Can we share it together? Join a house group. Join the Lent. Come along to the Lent group. And as we learn more about our faith together, may we become close to Jesus. Be filled daily by his Holy Spirit that others may come to know and love Jesus because of this Christian life we lead. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7 say, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Amen. We're going to come to a time of prayer. Prayers of intercession. And I'm going to start with a prayer that's been written for us um, for um, peace in Ukraine from the Methodist Church. I don't know whether you've seen it online or um, whether it's been emailed to you, but this is a, a prayer that's been written. And when I say, Lord, have mercy, your response is, Lord, have mercy. So, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Holy and gracious God, we pray for the people of Ukraine, the people of Russia, for their countries and their leaders. Lord, 
We pray for all those who are afraid that your everlasting arms hold them in their time of great fear. We pray for all those who have power over their life and death, that they will choose for all people life and life in all its fullness. We pray for those who choose war, that they will remember that you direct your people to turn our swords into plowshares and seek for peace. We pray for leaders on the world stage, that they are inspired by the wisdom and courage of Christ. Above all, Lord, today we pray for peace for Ukraine. We ask this in the name of your blessed Son. Lord, have mercy. We pray, Father God, for those in our world who are experiencing hunger, who are dying of starvation. When we see how much food goes to waste, it breaks our hearts. When we know that there is enough around, help us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. We pray, Father God, for the lost, for the hurting, the lonely, the sick, the bereaved, and those who are imprisoned behind both visual and, and invisible walls. Send your comfort, your peace, and your calming presence to all those who are without hope. Pre- to protect the defenceless and hold close to your heart. I pray for the labourers to tell the good news of Jesus to people all around the world. Jesus, may our hearts cry out for the persecuted believers too. Make them brave and give them your powerful protection. We pray that you will bring swift justice to those who want to destroy the innocent and those who carry your name. Bind the power of Satan and strengthen believers everywhere. Lord, have mercy. Father God, we pray for your church, that it would be the voice of the voiceless, a safe place for all those who are in need of safety, a resting place for those who need to rest, and a place that shows your love and encouragement to all who walk through the doors. We pray for your church here in this circuit, for the ministers the local preachers, the lay workers, the stewards, all those in positions of authority, that we would have you in the centre of our lives so that all what we do is not for ourselves, but it is to glorify you and you only. Lord, have mercy. Father, we pray this morning for Sue Lives' sister in New Zealand who died yesterday. Surround the family, Father. Be with them, bless them, give them the peace and the love that they need at this time. 
And we also pray for Dency Jefferson's brother who has died. Be with that family, Lord, especially today. Bring your peace and your love at this time. And Father, we come before you this morning with our prayers. We pray for ourselves. We pray as we continue to learn to walk this faith journey with you. Help us to keep our eyes firmly fixed on you daily so our lives can be a shining example of you living within us. Wherever we go this week, help us to share your love with all who we come into contact with. Help us to be peacemakers in this world that desperately needs your peace. Thank you that we can pray to you and that you hear and answer our prayers according to your will. In Jesus' name we ask and we pray. Amen. So thank you. It's been lovely to share with you here this morning. And uh, we're going to close by singing a, a brilliant hymn, Be Thou My Vision, O Lord of My Heart. Yeah.
to be our vision, O oh Father God, as we leave this place. Thank you that we've been able to worship freely. Continue to bless us, continue to speak to us as we are your people going into your world throughout the rest of this week. We praise you, Father God. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray and we ask. Amen. Amen.